Welcome, everybody, to the Rehash podcast, where we're going to do a, a show that we did like a month ago. Really? Um, yeah, we are. I don't remember what I said. Yeah, so that, that's good, right? Because <laughs> we, we, couldn't do, we couldn't redo the show any sooner. We had to wait in order for us to do, redo the show, because otherwise it doesn't work. Uh, the recording, uh, uh, recording the, the other show didn't, uh, didn't go so well because of various issues. So we're going to redo it now. The reason we have to redo it is because somebody paid us to answer a question. So that's yes. what we're going to do. We're going to discuss that question. And, uh, but first I have a question for you, Fiat Jeff. Why do you think uh, Miniscript is boring? Miniscript? Yeah. I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's boring from a technical perspective. I think it's interesting. I, I like the idea, but I, I don't think it has a lot of impact in the real world and in the process of hyper Bitcoinizing the world. So I said it was boring. Okay, interesting. Um, I, I I disagree. So um... <laughs> as always. But the, I, I, I have the question here, but I forgot who asked it. Can you, do you know who asked the question? Uh, Katsu. Ah, okay, Katsu. perfect. Um, did we get any other questions in the meantime? Yes, we did. I, I'm oh. trying to find it. <laughs> okay. Post them and I'll, I'll, I'll pick this one up and you can get the, you can get the other ones. Um, so the question is, why do we suck at building projects on top of Bitcoin layer one? Uh, second part of the question is, did EVMs, did Ethereum virtual machines kill interest in building things on Bitcoin layer one? And how can we fix this? Um, so the way we're going to do this is I'm going to answer the question in a brief format. And then Fiat Jeff's going to answer the question in a brief format. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. And then we're going to, uh, contrast and compare and discuss. So I think. It, 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 my brief answer would be is that there are three broad reasons or three broad limitations toward building on Bitcoin. So they're conceptual, technical, and practical. So conceptual is like, do we even know and understand what we're dealing with and what we're supposed to do? And then technically it's like Bitcoin is technically very limited, uh, even in the things that we are imagining it could be doing. Uh, it might be still very hard to do them. And a good example is Miniscript, right? Because it, it actually just takes script. So technically all these things were possible, but if apparently first it requires somebody to create a specified domain of like stuff is like, okay, we know this works. And now within this specified domain, you can go ahead and do all the fancy stuff or uh, some of the fancy stuff at least. And no, you're not, you're not screwing yourself over and then practical. Um, and that bleeds over in, in the Miniscript stuff where it requires the design of protocols and software implementations and uh, all this stuff. So Lightning is a good example there. It's like first you need to get the idea and then there need to be a bunch of guys who create different implementations and they need to coordinate on those implementations. And then it has to be built out and all the features need to be bailed out. And it's like we started Lightning in 2018 on Mainnet. So, and it's 2023 now. Um, and I guess a lot happened, but there's still a lot more that can happen. Uh, so there, there it's there also like with building stuff on Bitcoin layer one, for the most part, you're probably running under the assumption that people are running a node, right? So, uh, it's not that, it's not that easy to, uh, to onboard people. People need to be onboarded onto onto Bitcoin in the first place, and there's not a lot of people that are actually onboarded onto Bitcoin in the first place. People, a lot of people might have Bitcoin on exchanges, but uh, that's about it. So, and I think like the the ordinal stuff uh, is funny there, or uh, the inscriptions rather. That when the inscriptions came, a lot of the NFT people came to Bitcoin, and they got confronted with the fact that they needed to run a Bitcoin node if they wanted to do all this stuff. Uh, and they frantically started to install Bitcoin nodes. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. I mean, if there is, is, if there's enough of a carrot there, um, people will do it. And no, but now, now they are already 
not run any Bitcoin nodes anymore. Oh, sure, they're gone, but it's like... No, I, I mean, it's... they started, they, they found other ways, like services, centralized servers that run... Yes, okay, but the... Yeah. Okay, but the the centralized service. Okay, but the service also needs to run a Bitcoin node. Um, That's true. And in in Ethereum, it's like everything is everybody's using like the Infura API. And within Bitcoin, it's like if you're building stuff, if you're building like the centralized service, you're you're not going to use the the Infura API. You're you're going to spit up a node and and run it. Um. So at least you're running you're running the full stack, even if you're if then subsequently people are using you as a service to do stuff. Yeah, but uh, it's only because we don't have an inferior. Like no, but the, no, but the, the whole reason because we don't need an inferior. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's a difference in, in. Yeah, go ahead. In in quantity, like how easy it is to to run a node, and I guess in Ethereum is it completely impossible no one ever thinks about it so they just default to infura but okay continue oh that, that was your, that your was brief my, my your brief answer yeah this is my brief answer <laughs> no i think i think my answer is that ethereum and bitcoin they serve different purposes even though constant thinks bitcoin has smart contracts i i wouldn't call it like it's not it could you could call it smart contracts but it's not the same category of smart contracts that that ethereum has so the possibilities are basically orthogonal and yeah so i i don't think the people that are building on ethereum most of them except for these nft case which turns out to be a very big use case but except for that, all the other Ethereum fancy ideas that never go anywhere, they wouldn't ever be able to be built on Bitcoin. Other things can be built on Bitcoin, but not these. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the whole point is, is that Ethereum has all these cool things it can do, but none of these cool things have ever materialized into anything that's useful. And of all its super smart contracting abilities the only two things that came out of that those those from ethereum were the nfts and as you can see the nfts can be built on bitcoin and uh, DeFi stuff which just 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 scam on, on top of another scam and it doesn't go anywhere doesn't help anyone so i don't think we should worry about that that's that's my, my answer um i also think that um so I, I i would agree um but in terms of killing interest in building on bitcoin i think the people that are working on ethereum um are not the type of people that would work on bitcoin now um so yeah. so maybe, maybe they started maybe they can start working on bitcoin now because within the lightning space right there there are probably a bunch of stuff that uh, things they can do uh, within the Lightning ecosystem, but they're not the type of developer that uh, um, will 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 work on the on the more foundational stuff that is pre-required to do uh, a lot of the imagined projects you might be able to do on Bitcoin Layer One. So I, I'm I'm not even sure it's like uh, stealing a lot of mind space. Other than it's I think it's wasting a lot of time of those people because th there's nothing there there ultimately with with the abilities that you can do within the with within ethereum for a bunch for yeah, a bunch of reasons right i mean even even the DeFi. okay so i agree you could you could say DeFi, and then you have um whatever whatever uh, what, what it's the what is the stable coin pool shit thingy die liquidity thing yeah so the liquidity pool stuff die right Okay, so you might you might say, okay, that's interesting. Yes, it's interesting, but in the context of the system, Ethereum, it just doesn't work because you have this thing called uh, minor extractable value, and they they call it different now. I don't care; it's a stupid uh, stupid name <laughs> to begin with, but it's an unlevel playing field, right? So it's there are other problems, I, I think. 
Yes, but th there are other problems, but this is a fundamental one in the sense that it's never fair. You're never going to be able to create a fair system. And the reason that people are now... Oh, it's Uniswap. You're talking about Uniswap. Right? No, I'm not it's talking not about Uniswap. DAI is the stablecoin. Uniswap yeah. is the the thing that everybody likes. Even most Bitcoiners say say Uniswap is, is a genius idea. But isn't DAI part of Uniswap or something? No, no. DAI is a okay. separate thing. That is a token that uses some algorithm, whatever, to yeah. mimic the value of the dollar. And oh, and Uniswap, Uniswap is a decentralized is value, exchange. Yeah, the exchange. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the thing, this whole notion of a decentralized exchange is just like, it's, it, it fundamentally is, it is now, it, it, it's broken because it's in an un, unlevel playing field, because there are parties there that can fuck you over, and they will, right? And then, yeah. and it's. And the most funny thing about the most funny thing about that is that when they realize that that's the case, they start to think about even more bells and fucking whistles. I mean, Ethereum is one giant clusterfuck of bells and whistles <laughs> in order to solve every new issue that they. Oh fuck! This is an issue. We have to get more bells and whistles. Um, and then the idea is like, okay, but we'll 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 turn it into a marketplace. It's like, we'll we'll turn the fraud into a marketplace. So now everybody <laughs> can get into the fraud equally. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so fucking retarded but they yeah. can't light it down they have to go forward so i mean it, it's i think it's a waste of a lot of everybody's time and I, I of course it's a waste of uh of mind space in a broader sense is that there is this uh perception in the outside world that there is something there well where there's nothing actually there there and I don't know, it might, it might take a fucking decade or even longer for people to actually finally figure it out. And I, I ultimately got down into the stance, it's like, okay, maybe you can reason through all this shit and come to the, come to the conclusion. You don't actually have to do it, but maybe uh, that's not a scalable heuristic. So maybe we as a collective humanity have to do it at least once, right? With this stupid Ethereum shit fail hard eventually so we have something to point to i don't know um but yeah, yeah. it's I, that, I guess that's that's for that's it for the ethereum side and i guess on the big bitcoin side it's like it's it's a long road it's just gonna be a long fucking road we should start a game by the way yes please start a game yes I'll, I'll start people are waiting people three two one start the game First time there's Zerg on the game. Uh, well, technically, the second time, but the first time was three weeks ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do do you did you watch uh, ASL? Yeah, I did the first the first round, right? Yeah, it's um, hopefully the round of sixteen is going to be online soon because I'm waiting for it. Oh, it's so sad. There's no Protoss, no no Protoss players. There are, it's, there are like, it's a round of 16 and I think... Three, three Protoss players. Just three? Yeah. Hmm. Why, okay. what's happening? Is Protoss is, is the weakest race, I think. That's the only explanation. Um, From what I understand is that the, there is a new, there are some new Terran strategies that came out right around the qualifiers. New what? New, New strategies. What's for what? Yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, I think for one part, but that's in relation to Zerk. Uh, I think the, the Valkyrie is being used more. And yeah, more. the Valkyries are against Zerg. Yeah. So I don't know what, what they're doing against Protoss. Actually. No, there, there's one strategy that I heard that they, the Protoss are, were using a lot of uh, that, that ship that carries other units. And Shuttles. Shadows, yeah. yeah, and doing a lot of sh a lot of shadows, and getting a lot of, a lot of wins against Terran. But it's still like, it's still, and then they they lose all the matches against Zerg, so it doesn't matter. I think so, uh, mo most of the matches were okay in the uh, the qualifiers. Yeah, but there were already too too few processes to begin with, so. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I hope I hope that there is so many Terrans we're gonna get a whole lot of TVT. Do you really like? Yes, I really like. 
<laughs> I honestly you like, in- you like our toes is dead. So <laughs> Yeah, I honestly the, enjoy Terran versus Terran. I think it, it's the best matchup. Yeah, but the the the, the latest Terran versus Terran that I watched in this tournament, they were yeah, okay, they were kind of shitty. No, they were good. They were they were like very nah. dynamic. Not that a line of two thousand tanks on each on each side and just tanks firing all the time. And the the last ASL with that royal royal guy, he won mm-hmm. I guess with, with a lot of cool. Terran strategies and yeah. never did the Terran line of things. Okay, next question. Someone paid like oh it's actually a lot of sets. Two thousand Satoshis. And they, they want us to talk about counter Semitism and how it relates to Bitcoin. I don't know what counter Semitism is. <laughs> it's a troll it's a troll question. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. But those aren't even new questions. That those are the ones that we censored the last time. Yeah, but we should we should talk. They paid. We should at least tell me what's counter semitism, and then we we move again, move through the next. It's a it's a uh, uh, it's a different different way of saying anti-Semitism. Okay, okay. So the next question: uh, Trash talk Bitcoiners prefer members of the Unhash podcast. We shouldn't skip this. Uh, I agree, because um, so Ruben Thompson he he wrote a proposal. You you're kidding me! He wrote a proposal for a, something crazy on Bitcoin. Yeah, is that it? Yes. So <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Um, so he 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 wrote the or he co-wrote the silent payment proposal. Okay, and but this, this was like a thousand years ago. Oh well, well whatever. And uh, the the actual no, I'm not sure that the actual proposal is that old. No, then no, it's not that old, but it's old older than this podcast probably. Yeah, okay, but it's the the bip is isn't I think. There's a bip. Yeah. What's the name? Okay, let me. I'm trying to look it up for it. Uh, you like silent silent payments now? Uh, yeah, I think it's interesting, but interesting. Now you like rumor stuff. You should like space chains too. Now I I dislike Ru- this is something that is actually interesting done by Ruben Thompson because all the other stuff is bullshit. <laughs> I don't think it is. No, I it's like maybe this one is the the worst of his proposals. No, because here he he's not trying to to create another chain or I don't know do something else. It's like he's it's like I want to do something, but it's not possible to do it trustless. Or trust minimized. So I'm just gonna figure out this little quirk, where <laughs> and then with with if we just if we just take in this little quirk, we can do this fancy stuff. It's like yeah, fuck you, dude. Um, it's so you won't single... accept everything in your life has to be trustless. Is that it? Is that Within for me to be interesting in the context of Bitcoin, yes. Why why is Bitcoin a different context? Context because it it has to function at scale. Uh, and it okay because it functions glo- globally in an anonymous context, right? So we're you're you can do stuff locally in smaller scale and whatever. But for me it to be in for me it to be interesting, it needs to uh, uh, hold up on that bigger scale of being like on the global anonymized internet. So every type of trust system. In whatever form, just ultimately breaks, and I dislike it. Every okay. every single game can be game. But it's actually, space chains are not. not are, they are not. They are not not trustless. They are they are trustless. They may break for various reasons, but they are not trusted. Yes, but we're talking about silent payments. Okay, talk about silent payments. Silent payments uh, is just you receive a payment on a dark address, and then you scan. The entire TXO set to find your payment, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So there is um, there is this little uh, uh, crypto uh, uh, ceremony thing uh, with uh, with Diffie Hellman key uh, shizzle, and indeed, and then you somebody else can do that in order to do a payment, and then the other the receiver is able to do scan the blockchain to see if uh, he got paid. And then 
so most of the most of the cost of the protocol is actually in the scanning, uh, which they try to optimize, um, because you're not looking straightforward for the address or the the the, the pop key or whatever, uh, yeah. where it's sent to, because otherwise it isn't like silent uh, or or secret or whatever. Um, so you have to dig a little bit, like, dig a little bit deeper. Um, but it's but interesting. The person, the person that pays you, they, can't they tell you? Yeah, but the moment they tell you, you already have a. They could have sent you an an address in the, the. If you tell them, they could have sent you an address. Right. So why in which situation you don't? Um. Address? So if I if if uh, if you don't have two way communication, but only one way communication. So for instance, uh, I'm in a protest and I have like a, a sign with a QR code. Mm -hmm. And then my, my protest is on, uh, on the news. What you were protesting? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Bra okay. Brazilian Bitcoiners. I'm protesting <laughs> against Brazilian Bitcoiners. Um, no, but it's so you you can do the payment without coordinate coordinating with the receiver. That's the and the interesting thing is so oh why we're we're shit talking uh, on hash podcast people. So uh, this was discussed at BitDevs. Am I technically allowed that to say I'm not allowed to say who was there? But I, am I then technically allowed to say who wasn't there because he wasn't there? He was sick. So okay. he was he he was he, he wasn't there to talk about his own proposal, but he was supposed to be. He just yeah, he was supposed to be there. Okay, but apparently he was sick. Apparently, yeah, apparently, supposedly he was sick. <laughs> yeah. So what did you do? No one understood the proposal. Oh uh, no, the the the, the the other guy that he co-wrote it, and the other guy was there. So. Okay. I think you were allowed to say. Oh, you just said the guy was there. You yeah, okay, but he, he, he. Okay, but I, he hosts the event. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think you're you're not allowed to say who said what. You're correct. Yes. Okay. If you're here, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not allowed to say who said what in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. But one of the one of the interesting things you could create protocols on top of it, um, in terms of uh, identification and that kind of stuff, um, and one one of them is in relation to revocation, because how do you actually know that if you're doing the silent payment, the other person is still using those keys, right? Yeah, yeah, um, that's a problem. Um, but if but you, it's also a problem with. People that put static addresses on their websites. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So, it's... yeah, it's not new. In that sense, it's not new. It's not a new problem. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing is, you could uh, use protocols on top of that. So, you could, you could implement like PGP keys, and there you already have like a protocol for re revoking keys. Um, How do you revoke keys on PGP? Uh, I think. You just I think it's I think it's I think it should be a hierarchy or key of keys or something. Or even if it's not a hierarchy, you can have parallel ones and you can just declare with one that the other one is not in use anymore. I think you just publish to a server. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not something super fancy. It's just that it's in it's in the memory or reputation. It's like a reputation thing, right? So it's it, it's in the memory of all the other participants you uh, you're you're running with. No, they just fetch from a server. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which? Yeah, yeah. The, the server is a the super super node. Yeah, it's like the infura of PGP. Yeah, but so I don't people, know a lot about people it. come to come to Nostra all the time saying, "Oh, I, I want you." revoke my Nostra key and we should copy the PGP approach of revoking keys because PGP already figured this out and then I never actually looked how, how PGP people do but I think it's just sent to a server so it's not 
But you that's, could that's also not really a solution. Yeah. yeah, but you could also use Nasser keys. Yeah, and implement that payment stuff. Implement that on top of silent payments. Yeah. Now that isn't that. I think but that's. You, I think that's but interesting. But you need to communicate. You need. How do? You, no, you don't do need you to communicate. How do you announce that, that your your silent payment address is not valid anymore? No, so this is this is the revocation stuff, right? Uh, but the, uh, aside from the 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 revocation, is like you can you could make your Nostr key silent payment compatible. Okay. Okay, yeah. I see. This is interesting. But on the other hand, it's not interesting because there are two hundred and forty-four blocks on the mempool waiting to be mined so yeah okay for on on, on chain <laughs> so it's okay so i understand okay so it's it's on chain payments right yeah uh, uh they also but, um, but I, I, I will i will look into that idea because not some not people may like it um they also uh uh they should work with coinjoin but if you if it is implemented in coinjoin it would probably add another uh, round to the ceremony. So it would complicate the ceremony a little bit. Um, but that's also possible. And I think uh, something else I wrote, I wrote that, um, or read that um, Wasabi is now has now an integration with BTC uh, pay server. So you can receive payments via CoinJoin. So then that would ultimately mean that you can do a silent payment to somebody else via CoinJoin. So you have no interaction with the other person. You do the payment and then the other person doesn't even know where the money comes from. Are you there? Hello? Oh, oh yeah. I was muted. Whatever. Ah, okay. Oh, are, you, are you sure? Okay. Are you sure that you were muted or did you cut out? Because if you cut out, then I was probably muted. lost. Okay. Then we lost I the recording sure. and shit. Okay. <laughs> are you really sure? Okay. Uh, okay. You can. Uh... Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, the interface of the thing seems to be still recording. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So what did you say while you were muted? Uh, something about CoinJoin. No, I was just I was just imagining the person receiving a burst of payments coming from nowhere. I mean, yeah, I didn't say anything. Yeah, I was I was also in the meantime trying to look your message about what else was in this. Bit devs thing. Ah, okay. Uh, well, Miniscript. Assume UTXO. I, I you like Miniscript, but I don't care about it. I, I like Assume UTXO. You don't like that. Um, is there any progress? It says progress. Yeah. What the the so what the state of UTXO? Uh, so I have to think because we discussed it, but I'm not sure if we what. We discuss what the state of the, what currently the state of that is. Funny hmm. enough. Uh, let me see. Uh, what does it say in the link? Uh, it has links to, to pull requests, but I don't want to search those. Let's skip to the next topic. Silent payments again. Uh, <laughs> What else? I was. I, it was interesting proposal. I don't. It's, the thing with assume UTXO, it's uh, it's like yeah, okay, I guess. Right. <laughs> and upvote. What what is this thing? Codex thirty two. Never heard of that. Uh, you you haven't heard about it? No. Uh, I have heard about it. We didn't get to discussing it because we we talked about miniscript for like a very long time. Uh, Did you have one of the Miniscript guys there or not? Uh, no. Just a bunch of LARPers. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just a bunch of core developers LARPing about. <laughs> what? Um, oh, that's something else. Uh, where did I find that? Where was it? Uh, that was a report on Bitcoin development. And oh, I can't, I know where to find it. And a list of uh, distribution of developers by country. Hmm. Or region, uh, so, okay, yeah, the, yeah, the regions here are. Uh, so this is percentage share of commits, and thirty-five percent of the commits to core are from the USA, and thirteen point three percent are from Germany, and eight point nine percent are from the Netherlands. Wow. And. Uh, <laughs> Share the share of commits per capita. Who who it, is from Netherlands that committing there? Um, that Shores guy. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. So it's it's probably Shores. Uh, I don't know if he does a lot, he does a lot of reviews as well, but he's okay. to works on the wallet. But I think it's um. You also have Vladimir, right? Vladimir oh, from the land. Yeah. Uh, so if it, I mean, he's not active anymore. I don't. I, I guess. Um, but he was for a very long time. So. That helps. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you if you look at the share share of commits per capita, then we're like five uh, x more than all the others. Uh, so yeah, it's funny. Yeah, funny, funny, but just one guy can make all the difference. Uh, I guess it's not one guy, but okay, but it's not like a hundred either. So, no, I mean, yeah, that's not. <laughs> what, <was that>? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of transport truck was that? <laughs> oh, I didn't see it. But <laughs> <laughs> must have been a big one. So, yeah. I don't think. What it, about Brazil? Yeah, I was thinking about that, but it's not on the list. <laughs> I know that there's at least one guy from Brazil that has made one commit. Okay, yeah, okay, that that's that 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 put us put us on the last place. It's not gonna help a lot. Um, let's see, historical maintainership. Um... So, but the fact that these things exist, this list and these this data exists for Bitcoin Core and not for for anything else is a sign that people worship these these devs and this code base in a way that's not healthy. I do I think it's interesting that uh where does Peter Vala live actually? Do you know? No, I don't know. No, oh. Me neither. Well he supposedly works at that uh, chain code labs. So I imagine he goes there physically. So he doesn't live in Belgium. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing. Because otherwise, I, I, I guess Belgium would would be on the list, but he's not there. If you look at the names that there, there are. If you look at the names of people in Bitcoin, a lot of them, at least, have like Dutch origins somewhere, right? Hmm. Well, uh, a lot of Brazilians have Dutch origins, so also a lot. A lot of them have uh, German origin as well. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jeff. A lot of them are very uh, 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 counter-Semitic, let's say. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that joke. I don't know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> That's good, because it's Argentina for the most part. Let's say Let, let's just blame Argentina. <laughs> Um, no, but if you, if you look at, uh, Andrew Poolstra, for example, I mean, Poolstra is not a, uh, it's not a Chinese name, let's say. Right. Yeah. Um, is like, is he supposedly from China? <laughs> no, he's not supposed to. <laughs> well, it could be. I was, I was just being ironic <laughs> or sarcastic. <laughs> Well, it could be his parents who have been there. Oh, Ustra! That's probably Japanese for whatever. Inner Gunura Pustra-san. 
Um, yeah, so it's, but in general, it's a lot of Northwest European descent people working on Bitcoin, which just doesn't just surprise me in the least. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, there's, there's no one from Spain or Portugal. Or um, let's see. Even France. There's no France. French no, people. fuck, fuck, fuck France. <laughs> no, it's really, it's interesting. They're not on the list. Yeah. So it's you. They, they, they can't produce anything. They just complain <laughs> and sit and wait for the thing to fall on their laps. It's USA, Germany, Netherlands, Australia, Ukraine, unknown. Uh, maybe all the French guys are anonymous. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, then the UK, Switzerland, Portugal, Austria, Slovenia, Spain, Japan, New Zealand, Can Canada, Taiwan. Uh, Czechia, uh, France, Ireland, and Israel. That's the list. Yeah. So it's, it's a very uh, counter-Semitic list. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a list by, by, by color or by gender? <laughs> I don't know. We I, guess the, I guess the report is not inclusive enough. <laughs> <laughs> by the amount of fat in the body of people <laughs> fat phobic bitcoin did you uh, did you see the the skull the, the greenpeace art piece uh yeah change the code stuff yeah what do I you think of I, the art piece it is ugly and i didn't understand the the message actually it says don't change the climate change the, the code is that it? Yeah. What What does that mean? Don't change the climate. How can you change the climate? Oh, supposedly Bitcoin is changing the climate. Bitcoin is but, boiling oh, the oceans. Change, so if you change the code, you will change the climate, right? That's the, the premise. Yeah. So why do they say don't change the climate? Because you... Because now the climate supposedly is changing because of Bitcoin. Oh, I see. Yeah. That was too too complicated for my innocent <laughs> mind. Because of mining, because of proof of work, uh, yeah. and the supposed impacts of proof of work, they want us to go to proof of stake. So they're going to nag and uh, complain until somebody changes Bitcoin into proof of stake. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm for changing the code and activating drive chain. I don't. I'm not sure that's gonna. Uh, I, su I support that change. I'm not. Sh I'm not sure. I, you're gonna convince Greenpeace that's gonna <laughs> help help against the the, the climate change thing. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure Paul Storsky, if they allow him to speak for 25 hours. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say allow him to speak for like 25 minutes. <laughs> Whereas, whereas I, I, I would have immediately said, but Paul Starks is not able to speak for only 25 minutes. <laughs> I, I don't know, actually. I don't, I don't know if he's, he's long form in his presentations, but he's notoriously long form in his writing. Well, you never watch him, him talking. Oh, yes, that, I have. I have watched him you, talk. If I've watched, like, he giving talks about things. In, in the talks, he's somewhat organized. But when he goes in this podcast and he just tries to speak about five different things at the same time and never finishes any of the, the topics, it's very, very nice to hear. Very it's very, very reminiscent of uh, this podcast. Yeah. It's like an actual conversation. Oh, wait, the game is already over. Sorry, I wasn't watching. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was watching a blank tab on my browser i was going all over the place <laughs> but in my defense i had already watched that video yeah we both did so it's just for the audience i guess yeah so if you're listening to this podcast send us a message and tell who won the game and then you win some satoshis from us yeah are, are you going to implement the podcast into point 2.0 thing or uh, or not i don't like that you know 
Yeah. But why not? Why don't you? What, what I, do you I don't know. Uh, I don't like the idea of streaming satoshis, and also, oh, that's, that's another topic for the for the for the episode here. I I listened to an interview. I should have sent this to you so you could have listened, but you wouldn't. So it doesn't matter. With that guy Taj Dryer, I don't know how to say the name. Yeah. And on the Chain Code Labs podcast, have you heard that? Have you listened to this podcast? It's very good. You uh, yeah, like but they but they they are very infrequent. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're their, very frequent. So you don't like posting, so. <laughs> no, so it's like I I I look up every once in a while. You should they, uh... download the app that fetches the stuff for you. Oh, okay, but they, it's a new episode four years ago. I was this week. I was thinking maybe I should look if they has, if there's a new chain code podcast. No, um, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, no, for, just, for the audience just... that doesn't know, he's co-writer of the original Lightning white paper. Yeah, and this episode is very interesting because he, he tells some stories about what they were thinking he and, and and the other guy when they were writing the paper and coming up with the ideas for Lightning. And then he talks about how he doesn't like the boat spec and the current implementers. He doesn't like, for example, the idea of milli satoshis. And mm -hmm. he tells he tells a story that they were in this. I, I think it was the first or second general meeting of the implementers in Australia or something. And he was there and saying to all the others, "We should get rid of milli satoshis." Blah blah blah, and then the others. Oh no no no! And then <laughs> they just kept the milli satoshis. And he doesn't like the other thing that I talked to, uh, to you about on the first episode of this show. That is the fake HTOCs that they mm -hmm. create. That HTOCs they are not economical. They just pretend, and then he explains they are much better than <laughs> I did. But they just pretend the HTOC is there and act as if it was there. But they, but it's not so. And then he, he recommends, like he says, it would be fine to not allow payments smaller than the the minimum HTLC that is was economical. That's his immediate solution. But well, think I think that? I um I think you. I think it needs to be explicit, right? So for for some we we maybe we should call it different, but so it could be still implemented inside the protocol that you're doing it, but it needs to be clear that you're actually doing it. Yeah, I agree. So I, so, I also think it should be treated differently, like you shouldn't because, for example, when an HTLC gets stuck and you have to close the channel to claim the money that is in that HTLC, mm -hmm. you shouldn't do that if it's a fake HTLC. You should right. do something else. I don't know right. what. I suggested that I talk about that many times, but no one, no one cares about it. <laughs> oh wait, so you're so you're mean that the fake the the the, the uh, below dust HLC fake HLC could actually be a trigger for closing the channel. Yeah, if it yeah. Gets, oh, that's it that's funny. The, the implementation do, just doesn't acknowledge the fact that it's not there. They just uh... treat it as if it was. Yeah. So okay, I I, th I agree. It should be, and also agree it should be different for the most part because the moment fees start to rise, because now it's like trivial. I would say like a marginal problem if it is if it even if it even is a problem. Uh, uh, besides the 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 stupid thing that it starts to close channels because of that, um, but the moment fees start to rise, more and more payments will become the fake, yeah, fake lightning yeah. payments. Yeah, that's what I see. And then it starts to, and then it will become a, a a user expectation issue. So I, I, in general, I agree with like not creating warped expectations among users just because it's more convenient. Because you're gonna fuck yourself over. Because yeah. it's the 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 environment's still dynamic. Things are gonna change, and then people are gonna be pissed and confused, and then they're uh, gonna be disappointed, and you're gonna have a shit. You're gonna have to deal with another FUD campaign, and you're gonna have a new generation of of Bitcoin Cash type people. Um, that's true. That's that, true. That that expected that it worked one way, and it was promised for, to them that it worked one way, and now it didn't work one way, and then Bitcoin sucks, and it doesn't scale, and it's a 
due to the evil core uh, developers, whatever shitty yeah. bullshit. You should hard fork now a ZK rollup. <laughs> the new version <laughs> of, of the big block. <laughs> uh, so I, so yeah, I, I agree. It's, uh, and, and in regards to the Milosatoshis, I think I think they're fine as long as they're treated differently. Like if you treat the, the, the parts that are below the threshold in a trusted manner that is you don't have to treat smart. them differently, but you have to people have to if you use them, you kinda of have to understand that Yeah. You're you're going no, to have to it do goes in the same the same category of the Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is is like in terms of milli satoshis, that's a lot of that that's very small, right? So you have to do a lot of there has to be a lot of financial transactions in order for that rounding error that you or that you're you're creating a higher resolution to round off uh, or to denominate value. But that denomination that that higher resolution only materializes if the accumulation of all those rounding errors is i'm not sure if i'm saying it right i'm not i'm not even sure if people are going to follow what the fuck i'm saying here but if the if all the rounding errors that you don't have to do because you have a higher higher resolution have to add up to at least one satoshi in order to be actually effective later on yeah i think it's mostly fees routing fees that count against the middle satoshi stuff mm-hmm yeah. Okay, but it's still the that that's still it's it's a lot of activity, right? So you need a shit ton of activity. So yeah, if channels yeah. are open for, and then ultimately to what end? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it's like a couple sets ultimately. Oh, whatever. But um, yeah. So I don't I don't know. I don't mind it, especially not if if we're if you get to a context where channels are open for like a year or something, or maybe longer or whatever, or in. in some sort of perpetuity then uh yeah it's useful but people have to understand that w what's actually going on so it's kind of iffy so this problem of the fake hdoc was raised like the first time into prominence uh like five years ago about from a guy called dan robson i think and then he suggested he made a talk in a some some conference and he suggested doing the interledger approach. Have you heard about that? Um, yeah, no. shit, shit coin stuff. But you do. But in lightning is lightning is an interledger system. Yeah, the interledger thing is like a protocol to bridge multiple blockchains. Oh, okay. Created Never by mind. some people. Oh, okay, on okay, Ripple. It's, it's, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, but the idea is just that they would send very small amounts in a, in a constant string of very, uh, completely trusted payments. And the receiving side, like that you would send in, in a route and you would get an, an acknowledgement back that, that the, the, the receiver did receive your small amount. And then you send another one and they compare this to TCP. And if you like, if you don't receive if a, if a packet fails, you stop using that route and stuff like that. But then you would be able to transfer a lot of money using these small amount trusted payments. And supposedly you would increase the amounts if a route has proven itself trustworthy and good. And I think maybe this could be an alternative to lighting that doesn't have any pitfalls or hidden bugs. And also just, just on the assumption that it's trusted. Yeah, it's trusted, but you, you, you only bound to lose very few and, and the, your channels don't have to close all the time because of people that go offline on their tour has berry pies. Hmm. 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 What do you think? But, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking back of the 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 problem when when fees fees start to go up that that directly proportionally impacts lightning and uh, how do, how the, does it impact lightning if you're you're just sending like 
small trusted payments. You're no, you just, it, you're just because, shifting the balance. No, because it's so it's yeah right correct. So it's but um, I was just thinking because it's implicit right because it's implicit right now. People don't actually know or are not aware of that what they're doing is are doing that they're doing these trusted payments. And at the moment, the fee go I, I'm just repeating myself of what I said earlier. But I was just okay. thinking about that. Okay. Interesting. I'll, I'll listen to the uh, uh, podcast. Also, uh, Upcode, uh, or no, not Upcode. Um, chain, no. What's the newsletter? Chain Code? No, no. not. Uptech. Uptech. Uh, they have a podcast. Really? Yeah. Isn't it the same stuff? I hope so, because I'm too lazy to read. So I hope that they're just... No, I mean, what... isn't Optech made by the same people that do the chain code? So uh, the podcast is the same. No. <laughs> Who doesn't have a podcast this this time? Well, they're all copying us. They they, they saw us. They think it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> They're doing this. They're doing this cool StarCraft Bitcoin podcast thing. We should we should totally do a podcast as well. And now everybody does a podcast. That's how it works. Find, I can't find the podcast on their website. Um, recap podcast. Oh, podcast. Oh, there's there's actually a podcast here. Yeah, there actually is. Yeah, That's... I haven't listened to it, so I I can't recommend it. I'm not sure if it's any good, but. I hope yeah, it's good. I'll, I'll put it on my, when I when I lose my sleep. I'll, I'll put it on, so maybe I can sleep. Um, okay, we're gonna spend the last nine minutes talking about Miniscript. Okay. Miniscript. So you, uh, uh, because this is where we started. Uh, this is a nice. Uh, uh, you said it's not gonna be a, not gonna have a lot of impact. Yeah. Why? Why do you think it's not going to have a lot of impact? Let's start there. And then I'll destroy you. Because it's just your stupid <laughs> opinions. <laughs> well, it's just it's just just making stuff that we already can. Just making it easier, seamlessly, seamlesslier. How do you say that? And and also you can do that thing that you plug you plug your manuscript policy into someone else's, so something like that, right? You can, you can, you can yeah, have it's a manuscript. Yeah, it's, it's composable. That is, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like this thing requires so much tooling to be usable. And I don't think there is enough demand for these toolings to, beca to become widespread. So they will remain a very niche thing. And for the other possibilities, like uh, writing a contract, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's used by super big custodians or like to implement very fancy secure setups. But aside from that, I don't see any anything that will change. Like in these super big people, they could already be doing this, right? You know, on normal script. But they're so, not. Yeah, why not? Because they don't care. No, I don't think it's that they don't care. I think that the risk is too high. Hmm. Oh, oh, so yeah, there's could be, could be, but oh, there, yeah. there's, there's more to it. So the problem with the problem with um, uh, Bitcoin contracts is they need to be you, you, you need to they need to be standardized because if they're not if they're too specific and too novel and too particular, then you rely on very specific software in order to even interact with them. Yeah, but if you're a big company with a, a big bank, you're already writing your own software and you rely on that. Who's going to write that shit? You're a big bank. Where are you going to find the developers that are even capable of, of, of writing freaking Bitcoin script? Well, if you're a big exchange today, you probably already have these. And then you can like pay some some core developer to take a look and see if it's not very bad afterwards something like that or you, you like you, you hire someone just to build this to write this and throw them away later yeah and then you have to then you then you have to write a complete stack 
all the way up to a wallet that, that can interact with it so that your actual employees can, can use it. And then... No, you, you use the libraries that already exist. What fucking libraries that already exist? Well, there are Bitcoin libraries for doing Bitcoin transactions, low-level Bitcoin transactions in every language. Yes, but they're they're not able to to function with the they they're not they don't understand the these more complex contracts. No, you have to write them manually. Right, but it's so just you... that little bit, that that small part. The, the other the other part is like it's just managing the transactions and sending transactions here and there. That part is much easier and much more understood. Okay, so just... under so I. I'm not saying that you're actually wrong. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't know to what extent the exchanges do this. I do don't this know stuff. how they do it. Um, they, they might be, but it's, 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 it's very tricky. And then still, it's. Uh, uh, then it's only those guys doing it, and it's probably proprietary, so it's not out there. The thing so is, the, the Miniscript yeah. stuff is already implemented in some places, like the BDK library that everybody loves um right? i think they're working on implementation on bdk but it's now um um uh, they're implementing it on the core side at least okay so you they already you already had a watch uh capability so you could receive the payments i think but you can sign them i think now you can sign them if i say that correctly um and no but so the here's the thing it needs to be uh it needs to be a standard right because if you're if you're using it now and you want to come back in a year you still want to use it then you don't want to have to rely that the actual software still works or that if somebody else needs to access it that they need to have this specific type of software uh and maybe it's not a year maybe it's 10 years yeah, all that type of stuff, right? Okay, yeah, and um, also it's good for interoperability, of right. course. Yeah. So, uh, but so that's it's it's like a practical thing, but it's actually really important um, if you're if if you're locking your money away <laughs> under these types of types of contracts. So, um. I agree, then, it's useful. I agree, it's useful. Yes, okay, but then, so now, what's the actual use of using these, using the contracting capabilities that now are available to you within uh, Miniscript? Is it, the only fucking thing we had was uh, multisig. And that's yes. that's relatively recent. I mean, you have good multisig wallets now, but I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, so that, that's doable for if people take the time and the understanding they might be able to do it. The thing is, I'm not saying it's going to have an impact tomorrow, but if in relation to hyper-Bitcoinization, hyper I would say you're never going to hyper-Bitcoinize if you don't have this stuff. Because serious people need serious solutions to manage their money, and having like a stupid single key <laughs> is just not cutting it. And even having like a multi-sig is not cutting it. Like the deprecation clause of just having it's like, okay, it's a five out of three and then, or it's like a five out of five. And then after three months, it's a five out of three. And after uh, six months, it's a, a two out of five. And then after a year, it's like this extra special key that now act, becomes active that it's at a notary or something. You need that shit because if your five people are, are in a bus accident and they're all dead, how are you going to, going to access the money? Yeah. You need the complexity in the contracts in order to deal but with I, the I think, I think that you're, you're overestimating the amount of serious people that exist in the world. And no, how but if you're talking are. about hyper Bitcoinization, then there are obviously the it's a pre required function, it's pre required, right? You're only going to hyper Bitcoinize if the, if the serious people are even capable. Who, who are the serious using. people? Businesses. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, but businesses, right? Businesses are serious people. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure they're that serious. <laughs> like they're professional. It's different. No, but they're they're dealing with serious amounts of money. They're it's where, where it's not necessarily their money or not completely their money. They're uh, responsible for that money, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, I think I think it's important to have like the big the big brains of Bitcoin saying you can use this and you can do this and that. And then the serious people, as you say, they will listen. They it, they wouldn't listen if some developer said, "Oh, we could write this fancy script and do this." They would they would they wouldn't take the developer seriously. But if the big, big the big brains are saying you can do that and here's the language and it's easy. No, but the, uh, I think I think I think the thing the is yes, but I think it's it's not even about telling anybody. You can show them. I think that's the difference now. With, yeah. If if you have a little bit of if you have some impl implementation in, in, around Miniscript, if you have a fancy wallet, right? A fancy wallet where it's just all abstracted you just click a template i want this type of contract you i want those parameters right so many keys so many days waiting time whatever and it's all nice it looks nice and you can show it to the serious guy within in the suit that doesn't understand fuck all about computers but does understand stuff about managing his money you can you can show it to him. It's like okay, you do you click this, 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 and this is how you now manage your Bitcoin. I, I, I do think yeah. it's a game changer. We, we've, I, we, I personally, I think we've been starved for this shit because it, it it has been like a dumb, shiny digital rock for so fucking long. <laughs> what is it now? With all the inscriptions. Now it becomes a smart, dumb, digital, <laughs> shiny rock. <laughs> it's much shinier now. It no, has it's, all, it's, all, it's, all colors and pictures in this rock. No, I, I really think it's a, it's, it's a very, I think it's a fundamentally Okay, you've convinced step. me. Okay. You've convinced me. Okay, that's good. Then let's uh, stop here because we're at an hour. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye.